morning, everyone, and welcome to Gadsden United Methodist Church in our online worship. We are so glad that you are here, and if you are, please make a comment below so that we can say hello and be, be thankful that you are with us today. Um, we have a few announcements and things that we would like for you to know about that are taking place this week. Um, this is a big week. This is an exciting week. There is a lot going on this week. Uh, the thing that I am particularly the most excited about is Staycation Bible School. We are not going to be meeting for Vacation Bible School in person, but that does not mean that we will not have fun. We are going to have a great time um, every single day, Monday through Friday. We will have our Vacation Bible School posted on um, online on our church webpage, on our church Facebook page, and on our children's Facebook page. Um, so you have all kinds of options for places to find it, uh, and that will be posted at 9.30 each day. Um, and today I just wanted to show you a couple of things because all of our kids have received a pack that has crafts and all kinds of amazing things that will help this experience be a fun one at home. We have our awesome t-shirts, um, that make sure that we remember this special staycation Bible school with our quarantine 2020 on here. So this one would be one to save for sure. And then um, the best part about Vacation Bible School is Sparky the Dragon and the fun adventures that we have with him and all the ways that he teaches us about armoring up with God. And so um, we hope that all the kids in your life will participate even if they didn't get a craft bag, they can still participate in those videos and have a great time and learn some amazing lessons. Also this week, um, there is an amazing online auction that will be hosted by our United Methodist Women. That is taking place on Tuesday night from 6 to 9, uh, which you can find on all our online platforms. There are some amazing items that are going to be part of this, and you can see all of those on our Facebook page. Um, if you see them there, share them because there are many, many people who we want to be interested in these auction items because uh, not only are they great things that you can enjoy or give as gifts to someone else, they are raising funds for missions. And um, the United Methodist Women have worked very hard on this, and so we hope that you will participate and invite others to participate as well. Um, this week we also have a few in-person gatherings taking place. Um, Mosaic will be gathering under the portico on Tuesday night. The youth will be um, meeting in the green space for a luau on Wednesday night. And then our Thursday night worship will take place here in the sanctuary. And all of these in-person gatherings will be social distancing and um, in, inviting you to wear a mask so that we can keep one another safe as we are together. Um, but there, there is still so much church that is taking place, and we encourage you to stay connected and stay involved and um, let us continue to do the work that God has called us to do. Um, now that we have let you know some of the fun things that are going on this week, I invite you now to join with me in prayer as we prepare our hearts for this time of worship. Gracious and loving God, we praise you and thank you for your amazing love for us. We pray that you will... Um, Make your presence known and pour down your Holy Spirit upon us during this time of worship. And Lord, that everything that we sing, everything that we pray, everything that we 
are in this time will be lifted up as an offering that will honor and glorify you. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. you join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
want to say good morning and welcome to you. I'm glad you're joining us in this online worship experience. We welcome you and we're glad that you're choosing to make this a part of your Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, to everyone who has helped us. Um, and that doesn't just include our biological dads, that includes all of the coaches and all of the teachers and all of the mentors that we have that help us along the way. We need all the dads we can get, so thank you for doing your part. We welcome you. So. I know that we can't gather like we usually do and some things that we would love to do we are not able to do but one thing that we can do is we can still give and we can still serve and that's what the church is it's not just about coming to church it's about being the church so I'm asking you for your support to continue to be the church go to our website fumcgaston.org and give online go to your favorite app store download our church app so you can give that way uh, drop an offering in the mail and more than that be the church think about right now just make your plans this week about what you're going to do to serve to to do an act of kindness who are you going to call this week to check on who are you going to send a note to this week who are you going to send just a little text to saying i'm thinking of you and I know it's hard on everybody, but um, we can still serve. We can still give. And let's be thankful for that. Also, I want to let you know that you can join us in our prayer ministry. You can send a prayer request to us. F-U-M-C at F-U-M-C-Gadsden.org would be the way you could email a request to us. You could put it in the comment section on this um, on this. Facebook live broadcast and you can let us know how we can pray for you. You can let us know uh, what praise reports you have, what answers to prayers that you have seen and we love all of that. So we ask the, that you would join us in that way. We are about to have a, a time of prayer together and as we do, uh, just right where you are, pray with, uh, with you uh, and your family however you are worshiping with us. But I want to do one reminder before that. I want to announce that since today is Father's Day, we've got a very, very special Father's Day video that's going to premiere at 12 o'clock today. So stick around and watch this special Father's Day video that we've made to, to give honor to our fathers. Uh, remember, the premiere is at 12 o'clock today. Now join with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we're thankful when we were, are reminded of all that you have blessed us with. We're thankful that you have blessed us with our earthly fathers and with men who have been there for us and who have mentored us and who have helped us along the way. We're thankful, Lord, that you have blessed us with a chance to worship even when we have to do so online. We worship you from our hearts. We worship you in spirit and in truth. And we give you all of the praise that we know how to give. As long as we have breath in our lungs, we will do that because you are worthy and you are faithful. Gracious God, we come to you knowing that you hear our every prayer and that you are concerned about what concerns us. We are concerned, Lord, about what's going on in our world and our country and our community. 
and in our own homes. We're concerned when people are getting sick and dying, when there's violence and struggle and upheaval. We're concerned, Lord, about all of that, and we lift those concerns to you. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our communities. Heal us in all of the ways that we are broken. Uh, we ask for forgiveness for the ways that we failed you. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, remember those who are suffering, remember those who are, are grieving now over losses that they have sustained. We ask all of this in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ.
thank you, Benny and JT, so much for that. And if if you appreciate that song as much as I do, would you um, would you just I don't know put some heart emojis down in the comment section or or type Amen or something in there. That's just a, a powerful song, and I appreciate it so much. Um, I like to invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter six, verses five through thirteen today. If you were grabbing a Bible or following along with your Bible app on your phone, we'll be looking at verses 5 through 13 in uh, Matthew chapter 6. And this is a passage of scripture that includes the Lord's Prayer. You might have noticed when I prayed earlier, I usually pray the Lord's Prayer, but we're going to pray it a little bit later on. Um, so keep an ear out for that. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask him. Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A few years ago, we were um, serving at a church that was doing uh, a mission trip, a joint mission trip with another church that was nearby us in the same community. And so we had a commissioning service for our missionaries. And the commissioning service was at the neighboring church, which was way out in the country. And so that Sunday afternoon, our family went to the commissioning service. Now, when we went to this commissioning service and when we go to just about anything that's church related, uh, we take more than one vehicle. And we don't do that to, uh, to burn more gas or anything like that. We do that because usually the preacher, dad, has to be there before the other family members want to be there. And usually the preacher, dad, stays around and talks to other people after everybody else wants to leave. So for family harmony's sake, we take more than one vehicle. And so that's what we did this afternoon. And the service went great, and we did the commissioning for the missionaries. And while, when the service was over, I was standing around talking with people like I normally do, and I could tell it was going a little bit longer than my family wanted to be there. So uh, over my shoulder, in, in the side of my vision, I could see Michael hovering, our son. And I knew that he had about used up all of his patience, so I said, Michael, why don't you just go outside and walk around and burn off some energy? And so out the door he went. A few minutes later, I noticed out of the other side of my vision uh, that Tammy and Emily Kate and Allison were headed to the back door. 
and they were about to leave. They waved, I waved, it's all good. I finished talking, I don't know how long I was there, but when I left the church, I went out the door and there were very few cars in the parking lot, nobody standing around, and I assumed, I assumed that Michael had ridden home with his mom and his sisters because I didn't see anybody anywhere. So, and you know what happens when you assume. So I drove all the way home and I got home, spoke to Tammy who was in the kitchen, went to the bedroom and started changing out of my church clothes, right? And my phone rang, my cell phone rang, and it was my church secretary, Gail, who is a member of the church where we had just been, where we had just had the commissioning service. And I said, hey, Gail, how's it going? And she said, first of all, I want you to know Michael's okay. He's with me. I've got him. And I said, what do you mean you've got him? Because I just assumed Michael was in his room. And she said, well, I just found him walking around in the church parking lot. And so I, I said, Michael, um, let me take you home. So I'm, I'm bringing him home. I just felt like all the air had been sucked out of my lungs all at once because I, oh my gosh. You know, first of all, I thought, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And then I thought, no, I can't be mad at him. He was just doing what I asked him to do. I told him to go outside and walk around. That's what he was doing. And then I thought another thing. I thought, well, you know, uh, the award for uh, world's greatest father, uh, I just lost that right at the door. No award for me because I could just see the headlines. Um, local pastor abandoned son and he has to survive in the woods on berries and creek water. And so, I, uh, and that's not the only time that I could tell you that I have blown the award for world's greatest father. When, the ki when all the kids were little, the, there was one time that Tammy was out of town for some reason. I can't remember what she'd gone to, but I was home alone with the kids. And so somehow I got the bright idea that I was gonna take the girls and get a haircut, a new haircut. So I did, I took the girls and I got their hair just whacked all off. It, it was, looking back on it, it was not my greatest hour. It was an unfortunate haircut. It, it was kind of reminiscent of Little House on the Prairie now that I look back on it. And when Tammy got home from her trip, she walked in the door and she took a look at those girls and then she looked at me and she didn't even have to say, I could read her mind. She gave me that look that said, have you lost your ever loving mind? And the girls with their little sad faces looked at me and then they looked back at their mom with a look that said, yes, in fact, daddy has lost his ever loving mind. And so once again, that year, world's greatest dad right at the door. I could tell you more stories, but honestly, today's Father's Day, and I don't want the kids to beat me up too bad when I get home. The point is this. I am not a perfect father. Neither was my father, although he was a great father, and neither was his father before him, and neither is your dad. Our great Father's Day confession before the world is something you already know. All of us are flawed. All of us are in need of God's grace and all of us are in need of God's help to try to do right by our children because it's not easy being a dad. 
and we don't always do it well. That's just the truth. But also true is that we have a heavenly father who is perfect, who is perfect. And on this day, when we remember our earthly fathers, I just want to take some time to talk about our heavenly father. The gospel reading that we shared earlier from Matthew chapter 6, I know it sounds familiar to you. Even if you didn't grow with, grow up in church, you could pray the Lord's Prayer, I bet, just about if you're watching us and you just had no really connections with church. I bet you could probably pray the Lord's Prayer. And so I want to ask you just to do that right now with me. Wherever you are and however you are worshiping online with us today and with whomever you are, just pause for just a second. And pray this prayer with me, will you? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord's Prayer is all about our Heavenly Father, and that's kind of what I want to focus on. And the first thing I want to say is just a reminder that we do have a Heavenly Father, and we are all God's children. All of us, just by virtue of being created in God's image, belong to God. We're all made in His image. You will never meet anyone in your whole lifetime who is not created in the image of God. And you might say, but we're all different. Yes, and wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same? God's image is not dependent on our physical characteristics. It transcends the beautiful palette of skin tones. It transcends the spectrum of gender. It transcends any kind of characteristics that we have no matter who you are you bear the image of your heavenly father and so not only are we God's children by virtue of being created in God's image but God also invites us to be adopted into the spiritual family through Jesus Christ God invites me God claims me God invites you and claims you as part of the spiritual family if we will just say yes. Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7 puts it this way. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. That is amazing. That's incredible. It's incredible that when Jesus teaches us to pray the Lord's Prayer, it's incredible that he teaches us to say our Father and not just my Father. Our Father. So what can we say about our Heavenly Father? What can we say looking through the lens of the Lord's Prayer? What can we say about God our Father? We can say that his name is holy. 
because when we pray, we say, hallowed be thy name. And what that means is, may your name always be kept holy. God's name is God's essence, is God's identity, is God's reputation. And that is what must be kept holy because God is holy. It, it's just like, I don't know, when I used to leave the house, mom and dad would say something to me um, when I was going somewhere and I, there was a potential that I was going to get into stuff, you know. They would say, son, remember who you are. Remember who you are. And what they were telling me was, don't you do anything that would bring an embarrassment on the family name. Not that our family name was rich and famous or anything like that. We weren't notorious, but it's just like, don't do anything that would make somebody uh, look at our family and think of it in shame. So I think that's what it means by keeping God's name holy. It means that that when we come into the spiritual family, when we, we claim that we're God's children and we claim that God is our God, and when we claim that we are Christians, we don't need to do anything. We don't need to say anything. We don't need to post anything on social media that would cause somebody to look at God, to look at, at Jesus Christ, and to say, if that's what they're about, I don't want anything to do with that. So we, we bring shame upon God's name when we do anything that is misrepresentative of what God is and God is love. So what else can we say about God our Father? God loves us. God is love. And God loves us and has a purpose and a will for our lives. This is at the heart of what we mean when we say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are invoking God's power and God's purpose in our lives. And we're saying, God, I know that you love me and I know that you have my best interest in heart. So what I want to do is say, let your will be done in me. Your plan, not my plan, let your will be done here on earth, right here in me, just like it is done in heaven. And, you know, it takes courage to do that. And we have to come from a position of knowing who we are and knowing that God loves us. God, I don't know if anyone has ever told you this before, but God is not neutral when it comes to you. God loves you mightily. God is crazy about you. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life, just like he does for mine. So when we line up with God, when we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then we're lining up with what God's will is. If we have the courage to say that and mean it, it might change us forever. If we have the courage to say that and mean it, then we might have to really go to work because honestly, there are some things around us that don't look anything like God's kingdom being done on earth as it is in heaven. There's all kinds of stuff that we need to do to help make that a reality. And so that's the first part of the Lord's Prayer. It's recognizing that God is our Heavenly Father. It's, it's claiming God's will and purpose that he established for us here in our lives now, just as it is in heaven. Now, the second part of the Lord's Prayer 
is asking God, our Father, for the gifts that we need in order to be a faithful part of God's kingdom. This is the next thing I want us to say about our Father, is that our Heavenly Father is a provider. And you say, well, what does, what does our Heavenly Father provide? Well, the short answer is everything. Everything that we need for today to be faithful to his purpose and his kingdom will. That's what we ask for, and that's what God provides. You know, we say, we say, give us this day our daily bread, and what we're doing is we're asking God to give us what we need for the journey. Just like God provided manna for the Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness. You remember that story in Exodus chapter 16? You think about it, the children were hungry, and, and God provided manna for them. But here's the thing. If you remember the story, and if you don't, go back and read it, but they could only gather enough manna for one day. If they tried to gather for more than one day, it spoiled, it went bad. They could just get what they needed for that day. And the reason is God wanted them to trust him daily for their needs. Give us this day our daily bread. And then we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. God also provides forgiveness. Do we need to ask for forgiveness more than once? Absolutely. You know why? Because we've got a pattern, don't we? We've got a pattern of trespassing across those boundaries that God sets. We've got a habit of being debtors to God and sinning against each other. So we always need forgiveness, and God always provides forgiveness. But did you catch the other part of that? As we forgive those who trespass against us, you see the other side of the forgiveness coin is that as forgiven children of God, we have no right, we have no business holding on to grudges and not forgiving those who trespass against us. We can't afford to do that. After all that God has done for us, after all that God has forgiven us of, we can't afford to hold on to that bitterness and unforgiveness. Forgive us as we forgive others. And then another thing God provides us is really deliverance from temptation. And just like we all need forgiveness and just like we all need our daily bread, we also always, every one of us, need deliverance from temptation. We pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And you know how God provides us deliverance from temptation? He provides us deliverance by providing us a way out. A way out. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 is a, a beautiful way of describing this way out that God provides us. The Apostle Paul writes this, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to everyone. But God is faithful, who will not allow you be, to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God provides a way out. Here's what we can say about temptation. One is that it's common. It's common to everyone. No temptation has overtaken you, but what is common to everyone 
you're not being picked on. <laughs> you know, you're not being singled out. Even Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, and we are tempted. And temptation just overtaken is a great description for what happens because we're just going along, we're minding our own business, and then wham, it's like temptation just overtakes us. But here's another thing. God is faithful. We don't depend just on our faithfulness because we're not always faithful, but God is always forever faithful. His faithfulness is new every morning. We can count on God being there for us. And God will help us to bear. It says that we will not be tempted beyond what we can bear. Now, it doesn't say you're not going to have more than you can bear in your life. We constantly are having more than we can bear. And I think God allows that so that we won't just trust on our own resources and our own abilities, but we'll trust God. We are, we are constantly having more on us. But notice this just in connection with temptation. The scripture says you'll not be tempted beyond what you can bear. And you know why? Because there's always a way out. I may not like the way out that God provides. I, I, I may fall and I may fail and I may give in to temptation because I don't take the way out that God provides. But there is always a way out. A lot of time the way out means saying no to me. And I have to tell you the truth. I don't like saying no to me. I'll bet you don't either. But sometimes that's the way out. Sometimes the way out is that I have to just like zip my mouth and not say what is crossing my mind and what I really want to say. The way out is just be quiet. Maybe I even have to walk away. On the other hand, I might be tempted to remain silent in the face of evil and injustice. Maybe that's the temptation. And maybe God wants me to speak out and to make a stand. And maybe the temptation is for me to just stand there and do nothing. I might be afraid. I might be reluctant. But God's way is for me to do what I can. How do I know that God always provides a way out? Because God is faithful and God is a good, good father. God, our Heavenly Father, is a good father. And you may not have a good relationship with your earthly father. You, I don't know, you may not even know your earthly father. You may have had a strained relationship with your earthly father and you may not be in communication with him. You may have been abused by your earthly father. You may be like me and you're just really kind of sad and missing your father today because your father has passed on to the place that the Lord has prepared for him. But we've got a heavenly father. Not just me. You do too. We all do. And his name is holy. And he loves us so much. And he has a will and a purpose for our lives. It's not, he's not neutral toward us. And he provides us every day. He provides us with what we need for that day just at the time that we need it great is our father's faithfulness let us pray
Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for all of your blessings, some of which include our earthly fathers, all of which include your love and your will and your purpose for our lives. Thank you for providing us with what we need for today. I know that we think about tomorrow and next week and next year, but you just lead us step by step, giving us each day what we need. Thank you for giving us a way out of temptation. Forgive us for when we don't take that way out. Forgive us for holding on to grudges. Help us to forgive, Lord. We need your help to do that. Lead us. Thank you again for being our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing our closing hymn um, about God, our Father's faithfulness. And it's hymn number 140, Great is Thy Faithfulness. If you know this hymn, I want to invite you to sing it along with us here this morning. Number 140 in the hymnal, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm -hmm. 